This is Todd from the Junkyard Outreach. Welcome and thanks for joining me. For more information and episodes, check out junkyardoutreach.com. Jeremiah chapter 39, verse 11. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, gave command concerning Jeremiah through Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, saying, Take him, look after him well, and do him no harm, but deal with him as he tells you. The story of Jeremiah, it's a sad story of a righteous man declaring the word of God to a bunch of religious leaders, many of them totally rejecting Jeremiah and the word of the Lord that came to him. And as a result, the nation suffered destruction and their holy city, Jerusalem, and the temple was destroyed. Jeremiah is called by God as a young man, much too young to be taken serious as a prophet in these days. And it says in Jeremiah 1.4, Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Now, Jeremiah lived at the time in history where the southern tribe of Israel, the tribe of Judah, was the only remaining kingdom in Israel. The northern tribes have been taken captive by the Assyrians. And currently, its last king, King Zedekiah, was ruling. And they were rejecting the word of God, and God used Jeremiah as well as other prophets such as Habakkuk, who's a relatively unknown prophet in the Old Testament, to declare a pending judgment upon the people because of their wickedness and their refusal to repent and submit to God. The times were perilous and the people's hearts were wicked. And listen to what Habakkuk says during these days. In Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 2, O Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear? Or cry to you violence, and you will not save. Why do you make me see iniquity, and why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me, strife and contention arise. So the law is paralyzed, and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous, so justice goes forth perverted. Kind of sounds like today, but it gives us a good idea of the political and the religious atmosphere of the day. But he goes on to say in Habakkuk 3.18, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Despite the crazy times and despite not understanding why God is allowing all this chaos to occur, he knows the Lord and his goodness, and that brings him joy. And Jeremiah, he was also called to pronounce judgment upon the southern kingdom and to call them to repentance, but they continue to refuse to listen. Jeremiah continues his call for the nation to repent, and that gets him in a lot of trouble with the leaders who will cast him into prison on more than one occasion and declare that he should die for his words that discourage the people. He was regarded as a nuisance by the higher-ups as he continued to prophesy that, hey, God's going to judge this nation by the hand of the Chaldeans or the Babylonians, kind of the same thing. But in the midst of all this hostility, threats, imprisonments, etc., God always had someone who would come to Jeremiah's aid. And in a time where nearly all the people were freaked out about the future and leaders scrambling to try to calm the situation and take care of their own interest, God raises up his faithful followers and puts them to work helping Jeremiah. He was not alone, nor are we. The Babylonians would come against Jerusalem a few times. The first time they came and they took captives from the royal family, including a young man named Daniel, who would eventually sit in Nebuchadnezzar's court, the king of Babylon. And again, it shows that God raised up faithful followers to accomplish his will in the midst of crazy times. And God would use Daniel in a very cool way to come to the aid of Jeremiah. Psalm 144.2, He is my steadfast love and my fortress, my stronghold, my deliverer, my shield, and he in whom I take refuge, who subdues people under me. 
One of the cool things about the times in history that we're talking about right now when the Babylonian armies were coming against Israel is that you can look outside the Bible and find all kinds of things supporting this story. For example, you look online for the Chronicle of Nebuchadnezzar and you'll find a stone with writing on it documenting some of the battles that he participated in. And it's consistent with the scriptures. And these stories in the Bible, when compared to other archaeological evidence, they also are consistent, although not all the details in scripture are found outside the Bible, but many are. I mean, going back to the king, Zedekiah, he appears to be kind of a weenie, and he can't seem to make a stand against his advisors. And if you go back to the history and read in Second Kings toward the end, you read how he became king, you kind of get the idea that, yeah, he was sort of thrust into that position. He didn't really make a good king. In the midst of all this chaos, he gets a hold of Jeremiah after treating him pretty bad, and he tries to secretly get a word from the Lord in Jeremiah 38, 19. King Zedekiah said to Jeremiah, I'm afraid of the Judeans who have deserted to the Chaldeans, lest I be handed over to them and they deal cruelly with me. Jeremiah said, You will not be given over to them. Obey now the voice of the Lord in what I say to you, and it shall be well with you, and your life shall be spared. But if you refuse to surrender, this is the vision which the Lord has shown to me. Behold, all the women left in the house of the king of Judah were being led out to the officials of the king of Babylon and were saying, Your trusted friends have deceived you and prevailed against you. Now that your feet are sunk in the mud, may they turn away from you. And that's referring to Jeremiah being thrown into a cistern and his feet were sinking in the mud. Now he's throwing it back at him and saying, hey, your feet are sinking in the mud. All your wives and your sons shall be led out to the Chaldeans, and you yourself shall not escape from their hand, but shall be seized by the king of Babylon, and this city shall be burned with fire. So here's the fix, Zedekiah. All you got to do is surrender to the king of Babylon. Everything will work out for you. But he doesn't. And Jeremiah's word comes to pass. The king of Babylon attacks. Zedekiah flees. He's captured by the Babylonians and brought back before the Babylonian king, Nebuchadnezzar. Jeremiah 39.5. But the army of the Chaldeans pursued them and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho. And when they had taken them, they brought him up to Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon at Ribla, in the land of Hamath. And he passed sentence on him. The king of Babylon slaughtered the sons of Zedekiah at Ribla before his eyes. And the king of Babylon slaughtered all the nobles of Judah. He put out the eyes of King Zedekiah and bound him in chains to take him to Babylon. Problem solved. The last thing that King Zedekiah sees is his own sons being killed because of his cowardness. That's a bad last memory. And King Nebuchadnezzar has all the nobles slaughtered and trashes Jerusalem but spares Jeremiah. How did he even know about Jeremiah, let alone order him spared and cared for? Because God is always in control. He has Daniel, among others, in the king's court who is very likely telling the king of things happening in his homeland and is aware that a Jeremiah is on the side of the king. God is telling Jeremiah to tell the nobles and the leaders who are now dead that, hey, submit to the king of Babylon, everything will go well. And as a result, Jeremiah is not only spared, but remarkably encouraged by one of the enemy soldiers. Jeremiah 40 verse 2. The captain of the guard took Jeremiah and said to him, The Lord your God pronounced this disaster against this place. The Lord has brought it about and has done as he said, because you sinned against the Lord and did not obey his voice. This thing has come upon you. Now this guy sounds like Jeremiah, and he's not even a Jew. He's a Gentile, and he's an enemy soldier. Now behold, I release you today from the chains of your hands. If it seems good to you to come with me to Babylon, come, and I will look after you well. But if it seems wrong to you to come with me to Babylon, do not come. See, the whole land is before you. Go wherever you think it good and right to go. So this pagan soldier rescues Jeremiah, who is in chains, thanks to the Jewish rulers, and removes the chains, then sets him free. And this is remarkable to me. A pagan, Gentile, 
enemy of Israel, who has some understanding of the righteousness of God, comes along and declares the reason all this destruction happened was because of the sin of the people. The same thing that God was telling them throughout all these years by the mouths of the prophets. And this man also offers to take Jeremiah back to Babylon and care for him. And I'm reminded of all those righteous unbelievers I've met over the course of my life who, despite having no real regard for God, display the most remarkable godly character in times when it counted. People coming out of the woodwork when tragedy struck a neighbor. People risking their lives when a neighbor's house is on fire or a car crash where a person will rush in and try to help as the majority of people stand around taking pictures on their cell phones, seeing that a lot. So as believers, when we look around at all the religious infighting and are really sickened by people's refusal to obey God, just remember that there are those in our midst who do the things of God in the right time that we may not expect. God's using them, and God is always in control and will stick by us as he did with Jeremiah. And if necessary, he's going to use unbelievers to encourage us or to mentor us or to prod us or whatever. As it says in Hebrews 13:5, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Are you in a place where you feel that you're all alone fighting the battle of faith and nobody seems to care? It seems to be a losing battle. Take heart. The Lord is with you and you will find deliverance and hope in the shelter of our God. Thank you.